Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in season two using the Pirkei Elvis Treasury here on the PAL. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're in chapter one, paragraph 15, Perak Aleph Mishnah Tetvav. We move over now to Shammai's statements. Shammai Omer, Shammai says, Say Torah's Chakeva, make your Torah study a fixed practice. And more ma'at say harbe say little and do much. They have a mikabal is called Adam Besaver Panimyafos and greet everyone with a pleasant countenance. When I read this Mishnah, before we read their comments, I think of three things. I say Torah's Chakeva, when you make your Torah study a fixed practice, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be lavish amount of shears and lectures. It could be something very simple. Every day at 7 o'clock, I'm going to read some halacha for 10 minutes. Every day on the train, I'm going to listen, blineder, blineder for everything. Every day on the train, blineder, I'm going to listen to the rabbi shir on daf yomi because I'm there anyway, and I like to listen rather than look inside. I need to listen, so I'm going to do that. Or you could say every day on the train back, I'm going to do a little shtaymikra, a little Bible portion, or whatever you can do every night for five minutes, I'll do one, two, or three. Making Torah study a fixed practice is just making sure you do the same thing every day. Neder doesn't have to be hundreds of hours, but it has to be set, has to be part of your routine. Say little and do much. When I hear this, when I think of this, we think of Avraham, and we're going to talk about him in a minute, who said little but did a lot. That's the best thing to do. Don't say a lot and do not even a little. Don't say a lot and do nothing or do very little, but say little and do much. Say you'll 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 maybe whip up a dish for someone who lowlane oh God forbid is sick, or you'll make a little, little tiny meal for someone who had a baby and you end up serving a three course thing. You gotta do say little, but do a lot more. Say you'll have one guess, we end up having ten. Say a little, but do a lot. And greeting everybody with a pleasant countenance. We talked about this last season, last year. Also, receiving everybody with a cheerful countenance, giving everybody a hello, giving everybody who helps you a thank you, even a barista, even a subway conductor, even a train conductor, especially those people who probably never get thanked. But a teacher should always be thanked, and a professor should always be thanked, your spouses, your family, your friends. Always thank people. Always greet people with a smile. Even if you had a rough, tough day, greeting people with a smile takes less muscles than it does to Brown. And this is talking to myself, not to anyone in particular, just to myself. But let's see what the comments say. Shammai says, make Torah study a fixed practice. Torah study must be a man's primary occupation. One's work schedule should accommodate his Torah study periods and not vice versa, as Rav says. In addition, one should not relegate the Torah to certain hours of the day, leaving the rest of the day Torah free which a lot of us, especially myself, are guilty of. Rather, Torah should be one's constant preoccupation, and all other business must be pursued on an ad hoc basis. Rashi Rambam, in this respect, studying Torah is like breathing. Just as no one makes a schedule of times when he will breathe, so too no one should limit his Torah study to specific time slots. For it is our life and the length of our days, as we say every night in the Marav evening prayer. However, if one is forced by circumstances to spend most of his time at work, which is most of us, we have to support our families and different familial commitments, then the opposite is true. He should set regular times for study, as we mentioned before. If he is careful to keep these set times conscientiously, not being interrupted with them, and make use of any other free time for Torah pursuits when he can, even his work time is considered as preparation for the mitzvah of Torah study. That is awesome. We're going to read that again. If someone is careful to keep their set times of learning and makes use of any other free time for Torah pursuits whenever he can, even his work time is considered as preparation for the mitzvah of Torah study. Amazing. 
Therefore, it is of utmost importance that one must be consistent in his Torah study schedule every day from the Chavitz Chaim. Also, one's career should not be viewed as a life goal, but rather as a means to provide for his needs and thereby to free his time for Torah study and the pursuit of mitzvahs. Torah must be one's permanent focus. I would add on a very humble, humble, humble level, we talk about this a lot. If your goal in life, if your job in life is using your talents, using your abilities that Hashem gave you, and this is your passion and your purpose, then that too is using what you're supposed to. And you're setting time for your midos and your traits and your attributes that you could fix the world to be a better place. Because there never was someone like you. There never will be someone like you again. And there's no one right now like you that has your talents and your abilities. So if you're doing what you're passionate about, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And that's what we hope you are doing. That's what we try to do in OT land, what we try to do here on the PAL with using the shows and trying to help people as best we can as an OT and learning together here on the show. So find your passion, use your passion, and go after it and make sure you use your talents as well. By learning Torah, reviewing frequently, practicing its dictates, and teaching it to others, one's Torah will become firmly established in his mind, lifestyle, and in society of a Surveyor Nassan. And know that one of the first questions after 120 years from the Heavenly Court is Kavat Itim La Torah. Did you make set times every day for Torah study from Shabbos 31a? It is difficult to stress strongly enough that one should strive to maintain a regular, non-negotiable schedule of Torah study. And we're just going backwards to the bottom. We're reading a five-step method. Tefer Israel offers five practical ideas to help one accord primacy to Torah study. Don't study while lying down or in a very warm place because this induces drowsiness and disturbs concentration. Don't eat or involve himself in other activity while studying. Try to focus just on Torah. One should avoid intellectual distraction. By studying out loud, one can concentrate and implant the ideas firmly in one's mind. Keva could also mean at rest and relax. The comfortable and quiet learning atmosphere provides the proper state of mind for learning. One should study in a well-lit, airy room using books printed on fine paper. Myself, I have to study and learn also when it's very, very quiet. If there's noise, I cannot focus. I cannot study. Lahavdil, when I was studying in grad school and in college, I could not focus. I could not study when it was noisy, even a little bit noisy. My wife jokes that I used to lock myself in my room for hours studying because I needed that perfect silence, that uninterrupted study. So too with learning Torah, I cannot. Lahavdil, I cannot study when it's loud. I cannot learn when it's loud. It has to be quiet. And relax, not with any kids screaming in the background. The word keva also implies consistency and continuity. Learning in spurts is unproductive. Likewise, too much variety of subject matter tends to leave one's mind unfocused. Even the use of different editions with varying page layouts also can interfere with comprehension and retention. So you have to make sure to follow these steps. And the last step, another shading of the word keva connotes firmness. One should make efforts to reach a firm and clear understanding of what he studies. Then through careful review, he'll remember what he learns. Young people especially should be encouraged to memorize their studies. And also we would add on a very humble aspect, watch out for the hat. Try not to learn when you're too hungry. Try not to learn when you're angry. And try not to learn when you're too tired. The hat gets in the way of a lot of things. It gets in the way of spousal relationships, familiar relationships, friend relationships. When you have the hat on, it's bad news for the Jews. It's bad news for the world. You're hungry, angry, or tired can get in the way of a lot of things, especially for learning. So make sure you're well-rested. Make sure you're well-aware and you're well-awake and you're well-fed and you're well-rested and you're well well of mind and spirit and you're not upset and you're not angry at anyone around you. So we make sure to be involved in that. And then you could also make sure that you have 
a good learning environment and you have a good learning experience. We have to make sure it's steady and regular store study learning and that it's consistent and that it shouldn't just be academic, but it should be a part of your personality and you should also apply it to your life. Say little and do much. This is like Avraham. It's for charity and it's to do more than you promised. He was visited by three angels. He said that he'll give them cream and milk, a little bit of morsel of bread, but he gave them a lavish feast because the righteous say little, but they do much. And you should receive everyone with a cheerful face. You should make sure that you're dealing with people. It should be conducted in a relaxed and congenial manner. And then you'll find favor, favor with others. And even if you have negative feelings towards others, you should really try to truly receive them in a cheerful manner and behave in a fashion that people are happy to see you and people get happy when they see you. They see cheerfulness and grace from Rabbi Yona Edge as well, that you feel warm camaraderie and friendship when seeing these people. And you should make sure that you should have the, the happy face as uh, as I also know in my own life, if you give someone something, even all the gifts in the world with a sour face, then it's as if you're giving them nothing. This is also good for spouse relationships and family relationships. If you do something, but you do it with a sour face, it's almost as if you did it not at all. So do things with a cheerful face, even if it's hard for you. And a two-way street, a young man introduced himself to the Kosky Rebbe saying, I've learned through tractic Kosubas a few times. The Rebbe answered, and what has Kosubas taught you? Conservative evaluation, when assisting your spiritual progress, you should never feel complacent. Say to yourself, you've done little and only scratched the surface of your obligations. Even if you did Dafyomi, do it again. Even if you did Halacha, do it again. You did Steinmaker this year, do it again. Put yourself to do more, as Rav Chaim of Lashen says, because righteous people are never content. They never feel like they did everything. They always have more to learn. They always have more to see. And in this way, you'll have a better life for yourself every day with the set Torah study, with doing more than you say and receiving everybody in the proper way. This has been the P.A.L. with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.